Right, hey everyone. I am going to speak this morning from Acts 14. So if you want to follow along, you're very welcome. Acts 14, 1 to 20. Although um, I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to read some of it and then come to what I feel like God um, wants me to share this morning, having potentially over-prepared. So I'll try and um, cut back where necessary. So anyway, Acts 14 says... At Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went, as usual, into the Jewish synagogue. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the other Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there, speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. The people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. There was a plot afoot among both Gentiles and Jews together with their leaders to mistreat them and stone them. But they found out about it and fled to the Lyconian cities of Lystra and Derb and, said, and to the surrounding country where they continued to preach the gospel. In Lystra there sat a man who was lame. He had been that way from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed and called out, stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in human form. And then a little further down, Paul um, replies to this by saying, friends, why are you doing this? We too are only human like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Yeah, Father God, we just pray this morning that as we um, open our eyes to your scriptures, that you would speak truth into our hearts, Lord. We pray, get hold of us this morning and encounter us afresh Lord God so I pray open the eyes of our hearts Lord we want to see you we want to hear you and we want fresh encounter with you this morning in Jesus name amen so um I felt like God said this morning to talk about um signs and wonders accompanying the preaching of the word so I've I really had this on my heart for ages anyway. And then this was the scripture for today. And I kept reading it and that bit would jump out. And I go, oh, no, I don't want to preach about that. And then I like pray about it a bit more and read the scripture again and think, oh, there must be something else I could preach on that's a little bit easier. And, and I actually what I'm going to share, I actually wrote yesterday um, because I just couldn't get to a point where I found anything else. So in the end, I just gave in to what I felt like God was saying. So, so here we go. The main bit I feel like we're supposed to focus on this morning is verse three, where it says, so Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. And this is the bit that I've been living with even before, um, I read all of this and, and was preaching that today. If God is really who we believe him to be, we should want and expect and be crying out to see his power break out in our nation and in our generation 
as we share the good news. And, and there's nothing in the scripture to me that says that we shouldn't be expecting to see that in our generation. And so these are the questions for today. Do we really expect to see God's power break out when we share the gospel? And these are the things I've been asking of myself recently. Do I really expect to see his power break out when I share the gospel with people? Are we sharing and preaching a powerless gospel? And have we lowered our expectations of what God will do amongst us? And these, um, so personally for me, these are challenging times. Like honestly, I feel like I'm wrestling with God over stuff that makes me say, God, if, if you are real, if you really are who I believe you to be, then come on. Like I, I just, I want to see more and not be satisfied with what we've seen before or satisfied with the comfortable um, routine of being a Christian. So you might think that this isn't relevant to you. Um, you might say, well, I, I don't preach, so it doesn't really matter. Please don't switch off because we are all called to share the gospel with those around us. Whether you preach, whether you would think of yourself as evangelists, it doesn't matter. We're all called to share the gospel. And the preaching of the gospel should absolutely be accompanied by signs and wonders. That's what I believe anyway. Having read the scriptures and read around this so much, I absolutely believe that it should be accompanied by signs and wonders. And those signs and wonders should cause people to be amazed and acknowledge God, God's power at work. Now, don't get me wrong, the greatest and most amazing miracle ever is the gospel itself, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But in the Bible, we see God confirming the sharing of that message with signs and wonders. And in Mark 16, 20, it says, then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. And if we go back to the passage for today in verses 8 to 10, where it says, In Lystra there sat a man who was lame. He had been that way from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in Iconian language, the gods have come down to us in human form. Paul spoke, God healed through him, and people were amazed. And then in Acts 8.6, it says, when the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. Again, Philip spoke. God did miraculous signs through Philip and people paid attention. So we are called to announce the good news and the coming of God's kingdom. That's our part. But God is the one who confirms it through signs and wonders. And we don't seek signs and wonders um, 
because of unbelief. Who are we that God should prove himself to us through signs and wonders? That isn't the heart for seeking them. And we don't seek them for personal gain. We, we read warnings about that in the scriptures, not for our power or our status or our wealth. And we don't seek them for entertainment. But we do seek them so that God will confirm the truthfulness of the gospel. He will bring help to those in need and that he will be glorified. And so when we seek them with that heart, we seek them with, with a righteous heart that God will be exalted. And so because of that, it's not wrong to seek them. And in Acts 4, 29 to 30, it says, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And I wonder if this is our prayer, really. If we, and if we really have that in our heart to pray that, Lord, as we boldly share the gospel, would you stretch out your hand and heal and deliver and set people free? Will we see signs and wonders to accompany the gospel? So when I was prepping for today, it made me think of the film Onward. Now, bear with me. Um, it's an animated Disney film about these magical creatures who now live in a totally non-magical world because of the modern comforts they created for themselves. And so they have forgotten the power that they possess. Controversial, I know. So again, still bear with me. But it made me think of how we live as Christians. It, so much so that I flicked it on yesterday um, before the football, it's okay. Um, and Marissa got very excited because I was putting Onward on, but it was just to check the start of the film. And, and it, it did, it made me think of how we are living. Have we forgotten the power that we possess through Jesus's death on the cross and the Holy Spirit living within us? And have we chosen to live just the same as those around us? Have we stopped expecting to see the power of God break out as we share? Theologian Wayne Grudem says, when miracles occur, they give evidence that God is truly at work and so serve to advance the gospel. Listen to that again, when miracles occur, they give evidence that God is truly at work and so serve to advance the gospel. And that is a heart, isn't it? That the, that the gospel would advance every corner of the planet. And so back to our questions for today. We need to pray, I believe, for a new expectancy to see God's power break out when we share the gospel. Because we are definitely not sharing and preaching a powerless gospel and we need to pray that God would raise our expectations of what he will do through us and amongst us and so last night I just finished reading a different book and I didn't have a book to read which is terrible for me um, and so I picked up this which is Pete Gregg's book on prayer which I haven't read for ages and 
I picked it up and this was the first bit in the opening bit of the book and I felt like I could have written it or someone could have written it for me. And I just wanted to finish with it today. Every pilgrim gets a stone in their shoe eventually. You wake up one morning thinking, is this really all there is to knowing the creator of a hundred billion galaxies? You read the book of Acts and ask, why isn't it like that anymore? Your world falls apart and you desperately need a miracle. You stare up at the stars and feel things bigger than religious language. You say to yourself, if this thing is true, there's got to be more power, more mystery, more actual personal experience. And so finally you turn to God, half wondering whether you're any more than half serious and say, Lord, teach me to pray. And he replies, I thought you'd never ask. And so, Lord, we want to come to you this morning with open hearts and we want to pray as your people and say, Lord, would you teach us to pray? Would you teach us to be those so, uh, so closely walking with you that as we share your gospel, we see signs and wonders that accompany the preaching of the word. Lord, we don't want to preach a powerless gospel because the gospel is ultimate truth and power and the greatest miracle of all time. So raise our expectations, Lord God, that we would see you, the God of all creation, at work in our lives and the lives of those around us. That we would that we would preach and share and affect the community around us like it's the most important thing we have to do in our life because it is. And we say, as we do all of this, Lord, would you be glorified? Be glorified in our personal lives, be glorified in our church, be glorified in the town of Swindon, this nation and the nations of the world. Be glorified, Father God. And Lord Jesus, we say, come in your mighty power and break out amongst us. In Jesus' name. Amen.